Hello and welcome to episode number five of Quiz at Play. I am your host for this episode, Will, um, and I'm joined as ever by Mark. Hi. And Ruben. Hello. Uh, now, later on the episode, we're going to play Backlog Bingo and we'll be talking about the Nintendo Direct Mini. Um, but before then, we're going to jump into a host of small bits of news that seem to have come out of nowhere. Um, and the first thing I thought we'd talk about is um, gaming getting more explicitly political than I think we've ever seen before. Um, you know, in the past fortnight, we've seen AOC playing Among Us on Twitch to 400,000 people um, and the Black Lives Matter theme for PS4. I just wondered what the two of you make of that. I mean, 400,000 is not a small number. This is true. That's a lot of people. Um, we, can only, we can only dream of 400,000 people listening to this podcast. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll just, eat, <laughs> we'll just play Among Us. That's, that'll do it. Um, I mean, that is, that is a lot of people. I mean, it does, I, mean, it, I mean, it does help that AOC is actually a, or seems to be, a genuinely likeable person. I think that helps. And she's a genuine gamer, mm. which I think also really helped with Twitch. You know, she was she hadn't played Among Us before, but she was genuinely just on Twitch playing games rather than trying to force something that didn't come naturally to her. Yeah, there's nothing worse than uh, than somebody attempting to do something like that that clearly just is doing it for the publicity and is not something that they are remotely interested in because it feels you mean like the US Army. It feels awkward yep absolutely and and i look forward to the number of copycats that we're going to get to cringe at probably in the not too distant future Oosh. horrible thought. oh it's going to be great um and a quick thought on the the blm theme like i've got it it's really nice um mm-hmm. doesn't offend me in any way um but there is obviously the advantage that um all of the um, racists now boycotting PS5 means that we might be able to get one. Fewer racists is always a good thing. I mean, it's a great thing anyway, because less racists to play with online. That's that's great in the sense. But like, if it means that they give up their pre-order and we get pre-orders, really, I don't see any downside to this. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I mean, I do already now finally have one thanks to my good friend mark waiting at him on discord um i do have a pre-order but yeah no it'll be interesting to see if if any of those pre-order queues suddenly start freeing up i wonder Um, i wonder if they could free it up further by pre-installing the blm theme on the playstation 5 (laughs) (laughs) releasing a blm edition of the ps5 the the only i mean i mean yeah it's the only theme we we can have proud to announce that that BLM will be the only theme available for PS5 for the foreseeable future. <laughs> that was a very evil giggle, Ruben. I enjoyed that. I would love it um, if that was the thing. I would love it. We've also had some of the normal ways of, 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 of gaming and politics and shittiness colliding. Uh, we've had Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed. Um is it going to be 2077 by the time people finally get their hands on this game? Might be. Well, I think I think the publisher are quite clearly keen for this to be out before Christmas. Welfare mm-hmm. developers be damned. They want to hit that that new gen launch window. Yeah, without a doubt. And of course, the Christmas rush. 
Which it yeah, all... I just feel. I mean, the thing is, though, if I mean, uh, if I've read it correctly, the the people involved in the game will get a, a kind of percentage bonus or something based on its on the game's performance in twenty twenty. So it coming out this year actually does benefit the developers in a financial sense, but very likely detriments them in every fucking other one. So. <laughs> Yeah, and because clearly, you know, that story came out not too long ago about them having to do mandatory overtime. You know, it's clear these developers don't want to be working these hours mm. or you wouldn't have to put in place mandatory overtime yeah. to get the hours done. I mean, because that, that's what it was. It was it was very clearly that there was an optional thing at some point for Crunch and nobody took it up. So therefore they made it mandatory. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, why would they make it mandatory as a first off? They wouldn't. It was. It's clear that there's been an experiment that they've wanted to make it, that people are... Can they do try it. and incentivize yeah, it. Yeah, they try and incentivize it, but they didn't work. So, yeah. Um, I mean, all of my interest of this game has been pissed up the wall. So I have no interest yeah. in... No, no amount of Keanu Reeves can make me want to play this game now. Keanu Reeves could himself could knock on my door with a copy, and I'd still just... Well, I'd probably tell him he could come in and we'd have a cup of tea, but I'd throw the copy out in the trash. I'd, um, I, I, I'd invite him in, but he could leave the copy on the doorstep. Like, that's, <laughs> that's staying there. Um, um, talking about games that aren't afraid to miss that that launch window, we've also had Destruction All-Stars delayed. Best thing that could have happened to it. Yeah, I think it could easily be the um, Rocket League or Fall Guys of the PS5 mm. by making it a PS launch, PS Plus launch, and pushing it out a little bit from that busy launch window, I think it's going to see a lot more traction. Yeah, I do wonder as well with this one, um, how much of the delay of Destruction All-Stars is about development? How much of the delay, plus the fact that we now know it's going to be a PS Plus, um, PS Plus game for the first two months, how much of it's down to pre-order figures? Well, I also they've probably already had in mind their PS Plus games for uh, you know the first couple of months. They don't want to release it if it's going to be a PS Plus game early on. They certainly don't want to release it for sale before that because you're going to piss off anybody that buys it in that in that yeah. initial window. So yeah, the delay is probably more about when they can slot it into their PS Plus schedule than anything. Yeah, I guess it's just interesting because we make the the Full Guys and the Rocket League comparison. Um, but neither of those were games that were trying to retail at £70. Um, so what they're giving away is something that that is supposedly quite valuable in terms of, of cost to buy. Well, if it was, it didn't look it. Let's, I mean, let's be yeah. blunt about it. The game did not look like a full price release game. No. Yeah. By uh, any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think it'll be interesting as well to see if we see a different pricing strategy as well when it comes along then. Um, possibly i'd say i'd say like if, if if let's just say a game like destruction all starts if they were to sell it if that was going at like a budget like a less lesser price point so let's just say instead of 70 going for 40 like yeah that would be forgivable but like mm-hmm. 70 for what that game looked like it was was just way too high when all of the other models of that type of game are you know uh sell it relatively cheap and make money on on add-on content yeah which must, skins, which would make more sense which would make more sense for a game like destruction all stars anyway um but um 
it'll be interesting to see like when it does launch on PS Plus. It'll be interesting to see how well the take up on how long they stick around because mm-hmm. like Rocket League's still going very very strong. Like there's yeah. still like yeah. a large scene, but Fall Guys has dropped off quite considerably. Even, um, with, yeah. even with the uh, the season two launch, not not all that long ago. Yeah, it's it, but it's dropped off. But so I'd be interested to see where Destruction All Stars falls in that. Whether it's wh- whether it stands the test of time, like Rocket League, or whether it drops off, like Fall Guys. I have a lot of theories about the Fall Guys drop off, but this is not the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. And and to to round up our delay news, and in the latest instance of why we record on a Thursday evening, although this is definitely the latest and the closest to the podcast that we've ever got news because we literally sat down to record and saw it on Twitter. Um, Far Cry 6 has also been delayed, um, was due for release in February 2021. Um, Interestingly, they've not specified any date in their delay. They're just saying it's delayed. Yeah, delayed indefinitely is worrying. It's worrying. It it had a set date to begin with. Yeah, they were obviously confident about being able to hit it at some point. I think they've probably seen a lot of backlash, both for the way that uh, uh, they've been embroiled recently in a lot of controversy, and also the backlash against uh, Cyberpunk for its crunch policies. And so they've obviously decided, no, we're going to sidestep this. We'll, yeah. we'll announce a release date when we're more certain we can hit it without uh, negatively affecting the welfare of our developers. Yeah, and I, they have specifically mentioned um, the well-being of our teams, which is interesting. And they've mentioned um, they've mentioned this unprecedented global context. Um, so maybe it's behind and they're not willing to to enforce the crunch that would be required for them to catch back up. Um, is to me how it sounds a bit. And maybe, we were discussing this just before we came on as well, maybe, have Ubisoft suddenly realised that maybe they could do without more controversy? Mm. Perhaps. I mean, this is the most ethical thing Ubisoft have done in quite a while. So we could be seeing we, we could be seeing them attempting to step away from all of that nonsense. Yeah. And they could also just be looking at the, you know, looking at the calendar and going, right, this is going to be better as a Put it in the summer or something anyway. Well, summer or even, you know, mm. Christmas. Yeah. You know, give it a good, decent delay. We're going to get more sales in the lead up to Christmas 2021. Indeed, indeed. Um, the next thing I thought we'd talk about is is the PS5. And really, it's talking about all of them. We are going to talk about quite a bunch of PS5 stuff. But um, the PS5, wow, chonky boy. Chonky Boy PS5. It is a Chonky Boy. Beast. A beast of a system. Some of those comparison screenshots, especially when you compare it to the Switch. I love that comparison. Particularly unfair as a comparison. It is, is, but I think think that really drives home why you're probably not going to see a native 4K Switch anytime soon, because that's you know the physical size of that required to to produce those kinds of visuals at at 4K. Imagine imagine trying to take the PS5 and attach a screen to it and a battery and the controllers, 
and make it the size of something portable. It's just it. It's, it's just it's just not going to happen. So you know, for some time. I mean, the Indeed. best um, the best thing I saw relating to the PS5 and its size is something I did not see. I, I didn't see it coming. Uh, someone basically just posted a video on Twitter, and it basically was the um, it was a size comparison of uh, celestial bodies. So it basically just had like the Earth, and then the next big planet, and then the next big planet, and it basically went on like this for about a minute and a half, uh, getting bigger and bigger. So like going past the sun to like a, a nebula, and then like a solar system, and then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and then just the universe and then the next step was the ps5 <laughs> and like i did not see that coming like it was the video was like a good like one minute 40 long but like for the first like minute and a half i was like where are they going with this and why was was it so funny to the original poster and then i just saw the ps5 sliding i was like oh, oh, oh there you go <laughs> Uh, and we've also seen a bunch of other updates that are starting to come through ahead of the PS5's launch. We've got a new PlayStation app. Which I've had a play um, with. And it's the new West Store has gone live as well. It's nice. It's a much nicer app, I think. It's a lot more functional. It's smoother. Um, they've integrated messaging back into there, so you, you don't need the separate PS messaging app anymore. I'm so grateful. I was so annoyed having to have those two separate apps for next to no reason. Uh I, I'm assuming that uh, the next update will be to the Remote Play app at some point in the coming weeks to enable Remote Play yeah. from the PS5. Mm-hmm. I forgot about Remote Play. Fair point. I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> it is most definitely a thing. Um, I can't. I can't say. And I've the had new a web store as well, alongside that. Okay. Um, I can only assume it's you know lovely <laughs> <laughs> i mean certainly i've seen a lot of people mentioning the web store today because that's in relation to one of the other pieces of news we got which is what's going to be the first ps plus game for ps5 well i can, um, I can tell you that the ps store the new online store is shite i can tell you that much uh-oh it's an incomprehensible fucking mess i don't know how they've managed to make it worse than it already was um eek to, to use an example, to use an actual example, a, a, a working example of one of the experiences I've had with the online store, um, because the, um, and we're going to be getting to it in a minute, the uh, the November PS Plus games were announced, uh, I remembered I hadn't downloaded the October ones. So I went onto the store because mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck it, I might as well get these now. Do it on the web browser. Get um, it sorted. In the old store, um, you basically just went into the PS Plus menu and then all of the games that were currently available on the PS Plus membership, you could just click on them and it would add them to the cart, go to the cart, purchase, done. No. Now, you go to the PS Plus menu, it shows you what games are available on PS Plus, you click on the game itself for some reason to get more info about the game, then you click on add to library. And then you go back and then do it with the other game, or games, plural. And that just seems like so much fucking faff for no good reason. Doing it multiple times. It's prettier, granted. I will give you that the online store is much prettier now and fits in with the UI of the UI and UX of the PS5, sure. But it's unless they sort out some of that usability stuff, it is fucking bullshit to navigate that. that, that um, it took me a while to find the PS Plus games. It'll be interesting to see then what this this native. Um, 
I have to say, I I like on the system. I have never used the web store for PlayStation, so I I can't comment. I I didn't the previous version, uh, and I've I'm unlikely to use the new version. And it does seem like um, a fair amount of the store stuff is now built into the new PS app, so that, so it doesn't seem to take you out to the web store. Um, and you know, as they've said, the the PS Store on the PS5 is also a native app, so it doesn't take you out to the web store either. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, I maybe won't ever actually need to experience the. <laughs> I want to know how well, you the managed that... to get through the PS4 using the store on the console. That was worse than oh, yeah. Any it's that was that was one of the worst I... e-stores I've ever seen. I don't think I actually bought that many games digitally on the PS4. Most of them I owned physically, or I just uh, zipped through the PlayStation app on the phone to, to claim the the, um, the PS Plus games. Fair. Well, you know, speaking of PS Plus, I think that's where we are going to see quite a fair few people using that web store um, next month, because it's been announced that Bugsnacks is going to be a PS Plus game on PS5. And I've seen loads of people who aren't getting launched PS5s saying they will be on that that web store to make sure that they can get it. Put it um, in their library until they uh, until they actually exactly. get the PS5. Yeah. I think um, we're going to see the same... It's going to be available in PS Plus on, on PlayStation 5. I think we'll see the same thing with... Um, I think we'll see the th- same thing as with Fall Guys, with Bugsnacks, I think. It will have a lot higher uptake, I think, than it would have done if they released it as a full game, a full release game. Yeah, it's, sure. it's in, it is interesting though that the um, that it's only PS Five. There's no word mm-hmm. of it being the PS because Bugsnax is coming out on both PS Four and Five. Yeah. So it's interesting that it's only on PS Five that the PS Plus is operating on. I mean, it strikes me as they wanted they wanted to have something they could give away in that that ps plus package in the first month and they decided which one they thought would do the least the least damage and just stuck it out on ps5 you know which one are we, are we expecting lower sales from let's stick that one out there although speaking of which hollow knight being one of the ps4 ones is a fucking great game i've already completed it i'll probably pick it up again <laughs> <laughs> i did not complete it I, I've not played it, it's in my backlog bingo, as I'm sure will get discussed again later. I don't know whether I'd recommend it or not, though, that's the thing, because it's a great I found game. It, I found it too challenging, personally. But that, that exactly that point, it is very, it, like, it's, it's obnoxiously punishing. challenging at points. I, and I think that it's particularly the boss battles are where it's problematic. I think they're just a little bit too punishing. Hmm. And speaking of um, obnoxiously challenging at some points with two potentially too punishing boss battles, new Demon Souls footage um, has come out as well. Love it. Ruben, we turn to you as our resident um, Soulsborne expert. I need it. I need it. I'm down to review it already for a website. So that's, that's that's a bonus. But like, I need this game. Um, and the thing is, like, I don't even need it particularly urgently. I could turn on my PS3 now and play it now if I wanted to. I've got Demon Souls as a digital on PS3. I don't need, but like, the PS5 version looks stunning. It looks Absolutely very, very pretty. Stunning. 
definitely um, definitely a big step up from what I've seen of the original. Not that I've played the original, but um, also they've uh, they've they've released, if I'm not mistaken, IG. I want to say it was IGN released an interview with the creative director of the company that's handling this remaster. Uh, and Wayne Games, who have done a lot of yes. decent, a lot of very good PlayStation remasters. They did the uh, Shadow of Colossus remaster, I believe. They did indeed. Um, and like some of the things he's saying about Demon Souls are very, very interesting. Um, I mean, I won't bore you all with them now, um, but like to pick out a couple, they've... Um, They've created uh, two different modes now, so you can play it in either performance or th- I think it's called theatrical is the other one. Um, so you can either go with 30 frames a second, but full 4K visuals, or you can go with uh-huh. lesser visuals, but full 60 frames per second. So yeah, yeah so you, you've got that choice as to how you want to play it. Um, and... The other one, the other thing which really excited me is there's this um, there's this mechanic in Demon Souls called tendency, where your actions in the world will affect the world. So if you're doing particularly badly, say, um, the enemies will become easier, but the rewards you will get from them will become uh, less good, lesser, and okay. vice versa. Uh, if you're doing really well the enemies will become harder and the rewards you get from them are stronger. But there was no way in the original game of being able to tell at a glance what tendency the area you were in was in. And apparently, mm. according to the creative director, they've incorporated a way into the UI or into the kind of the main screen to be able to tell where the tendency lies currently, whether it's light or okay. dark. And I'm like, that is fucking brilliant because you had to go into a fucking menu to look that up before. And that's just a pain in the ass. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, very excited. Very excited about this remaster. It's, it's, if it weren't for Mars Morales, this would be far and away with absolutely no competition, the game that I want on PS5. Mm-hmm. But Mars Morales is just fucking nipping at its heels constantly. <laughs> Um, and a game that will come along and um, swipe those legs out from underneath it, possibly, um, when it comes. We've had more information about Final Fantasy sixteen. The website has gone live. Uh, we've got concept art. Um, we know that our hero is called Clive. Good old Clive. How are we feeling? Fucking Clive. What a great oh, choice. <laughs> <laughs> Just... I just, I, like, if there's one thing that Yoshi P does, it's just things that are just absurd, but just work. Like, he works as a Clive. He shouldn't, but he does. (laughs) We've also had confirmation that both of the male characters um, that we saw in that reawakening trailer um, were, or awakening, reawakening or awakening, I can't remember. Um, where people were speculating on whether or not they were the same character, we have had confirmation they are both Clive. So that means there's a time um, jump, or something like that. Yes, presumably. Um, um, or the, that... the story allows the uh, character to age, perhaps over a period of time, as opposed to one big jump. That I mean, Yoshi P's got a form with that. I mean, just look at like Twinkie Warrior of Light from Realm Reborn versus Shadowbringers. 
people. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, precisely that. Give me that Shadowbringers warrior light. Um, like, so he's got form with it. But the the thing that most um, appealed to me, and I'm not sure whether either of you are going to understand uh, know this reference. I don't think Mark will. Um, but all of the key arts was so reminiscent of the same key art that was surrounding Final Fantasy III. Like, if you look at the key art for Final Fantasy III and the Warriors of Light in, King, in um, uh, Final Fantasy III, like, the, the style of art is so similar between the two. So I can't help but wonder if there's, seen as it's a return of the crystals, same as Final Fantasy III, whether there's going to be some yep. sort of weird link there. And this key art, I mean, it makes uh, Valisthea. Um, Great. I don't know if the TH is pronounced th or t, um, but um, it looks stunning. Mm -hmm. It just looks beautiful in this key art, and I just can't wait to dive in and go exploring. I want it. I want it now. Yeah, I want it. And the thing is, though, we at least we know because Yoshi P is behind it in some way because he's the um, producer. It will be delivered on time. It's not going to be a Nomura thing. <laughs> like when, 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 when they said well, plus they've you know they've already they've pointed out it's it's further along than you might think you know as we've discussed already that trailer included gameplay footage you know so this is not some mm. i mean whatever team is working on this it's, they've obviously been working on it for a while mm. well if we think about it the, the um the director was assistant director on heaven's ward so you know it makes you wonder if if when they were done with the heaven's ward content that was what he went off to um, which would be a fair while ago now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a fair, that's a fair few years. Um, I wonder how and... far in advance they were planning on this being next generation as well. I mean, if you're going, I mean, when 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 did Heaven's Ward content end? It would be. I mean, Heaven's Ward was Heaven's Ward was PS3 and PS4 as well for starters. It's like every two so, years, developing that for both. So it's been expansions four years nearly coming up on four it's like three and a half since yeah. um since the patch content from heaven's ward finished so that's still quite a long time um yeah and and bear in mind like yoshi p he knows gamers as well because they very knowingly when they released that trailer they said like not only do they say this is a work in progress but they he made sure uh, it, this came up in interviews. He made sure to show gameplay because mm -hmm. he wanted. He, he basically just wanted to say, "Look, did, when there we is say this real is here. When, yeah, when we say this is coming, we don't mean that this is coming like ten years down the line. We mean this is coming. Um, yeah, this is not Final Fantasy Thirteen Versus coming. This is actually coming. Yeah, this is actually coming, <laughs> and I have absolutely no doubt that it will come next year. No doubt. Yeah, I think so. Um, and they're saying the next big announcement will be in 2021. So they've they've definitely underlined now that is it. That is your news on Final Fantasy 16, this side of the new year. Yeah. Um, but God, it's exciting. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Also, Joshua and his little puppy should be protected. Just to, just well, to... maybe that's what we're going to have to do: protect him at all costs. Yep. I mean, I don't we give a shit. That's Clive's job. I mean, I don't give a shit about Joshua really. The puppy, though. Fucking protect about the that puppy. puppy. <laughs> um, and to pivot from one classic RPG series to another, um, and just bring us um, one of the smaller Nintendo announcements that wasn't during the Direct Mini, um, Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, and the Blade of Light being localised and coming to the West. 
give me that fucking special edition, then we'll talk. <laughs> the one that's only in America. I mean, the thing yeah. is, I will get, I will probably end up getting that game. But like, if the special edition comes, that is mine. It is the special edition beautiful. does look very pretty. Um, Although I also did see it's a special edition, but actually not a physical copy of the game. The game is still. Okay. But I believe, I believe it it's probably code. not worth it. I mean, the, the game itself is probably like a couple of hundred k. Like sticking that yeah. on a physical part, it's probably not worthwhile. This is true. This is true. I mean, the thing. I mean, the the the, the good thing is that Nintendo are actually starting to pay attention to the fact that people quite like Fire Emblem, which is you know mm-hmm. it's taken years for them to realise that's a thing. Um, and also, people quite like uh, very nice special editions of things. That too. Um, they do. They uh, but do. what they're also doing is bizarrely only selling it for a limited period of time because that's Nintendo. A bit odd. <laughs> The only but, reason but, I can think that they're doing that is because they're going to stick it into the into the Nez Online service at some point. It must at some point, surely. When I read that, I swear I screeched. Like, what was that? <laughs> Just unnecessary fucking time-gating that doesn't make any sense. Um, I mean, one thing I should say, warning for anyone listening to this that is actually a fan of Fire Emblem that hasn't played the earlier games, uh, if you are considering picking up Shadow Dragon, um, it is fucking hard um like it it lacks any of the sort of like easier aspects that were introduced later in the series this this game is hard as fucking nails i mean i think i think that's fair to say of a lot of games if you go back and play their nez originals Mm -hmm. oh yeah like metroid like try and work your way through that game without a fucking map but it does also look like they are introducing some um virtual console style features that might help with especially some of that difficulty the ability to rewind turns yeah that's a great um, idea rather than just having to go back to a save point and things you know i think they're 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 thinking about what they can do to try and just smooth that out a bit it's more palatable Um, for modern audiences yeah yeah and and you know speaking about it being a modern audience you know it's also really fascinating that they have gone back and localized a game as old as uh fire emblem shadow dragon um, what do we think this means for Mother 3 is the inevitable question. Fuck all. Probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a game that none of you are asking to be localised. Enjoy. Let's not talk about the other one. Um, it's, a meme at, it's, a, it's a meme at this point. They'll enshrine fucking, I don't know, Reggie fils in gold the first time it act- when it actually happens. It, it will be available, but it will only be available to purchase for three seconds. Nintendo. <laughs> um, on, the, on the 29th of February, 2024. Yes, something like that. Um, well, I think that's enough time then on the smaller news. I don't know about you two, but I think it's time to play some Backlog Bingo. Yeah! So, backlog bingo. Uh, last time, uh, Ruben um, was the person who was having a game picked for him, um, and Mark picked for you, Ruben, to play Dino Crisis 2. Yes, yes, he did. And I picked this purely How- as, the, as, as, as I think the only game on your list, other than the one you had already played, that I had played. So, so how was that, Ruben? It was an experience. Uh, well, no, still is an experience. I, it's, it's, it, I've not finished it. Um, 
it is a game that I'm going to continue playing though. So, regardless of any negativity I might push its way during this segment, I'm still continuing to play it, so therefore can't be as bad. Um, right, so where to start? So, Dino Crisis 2 is very, very different in general, like, mechanics than Dino Crisis 1, in that it is pegged as, survival, as a survival horror, and it fucking ain't one. Um, because it's not. It's not a survival horror at all. Um, because it's focusing a lot more on action than the original game was. Um, so, in the first game, you go through like this labyrinth-themed sort of laboratory area where they've, for some strange reason, been experimenting with dinosaurs, which seems like a really stupid idea to me. Um, mm-hmm. And you work your way through this thing with limited resources and just trying to unpick the mystery that's going on on the island, as well as survive. Dino Crisis 2, however, um, you work your way through each room with essentially infinitely respawning enemies. Um, As you kill enemies, you gain extinction points, which I will give them great name. Um, (laughs) And you accumulate these extinction points and you can use those at the terminals that you would save at um, to buy health, buy ammo, and buy weapons. Um, so you get different scores depending on how many you manage to kill in a row, whether you take any damage, etc., etc. Whereas each and obviously each enemy has a base point score for just for killing them. Because of that, it has no survival aspect because if you go into a room once, kill a few enemies in that room and then leave again you've probably got enough points for you to restock all of your ammo and get a health item of some description just with those points alone i am fucking drowning in points i think i got like uh, last time i played it i've got like eighty-six thousand points to put that it sounds in, like a lot of points to put it into context if i use like half of my handgun ammo to restock to full is 450 points. <laughs> <laughs> you're not running out of ammo anytime soon, is basically and what you're telling no, us. No, no, it's just, it's just not happening. Um, also, as another negative, before I go on to the quite a few positives I have about it, mm-hmm. the fucking dick tease at the beginning of the game, where you see Regina, the fantastic, sassy protagonist from uh, Dino Crisis 1, and some fucking goober with an undercut, uh, arrive at the island, and when you come to start playing, you're playing as the goober with the undercut. And I'm just like, how fucking dare you wave Regina in front of my face and then take her away. But no, you're actually playing as both characters, and you switch between them throughout the story, because both have different... I want to say abilities, but they don't. They both have different sub-weapons that allow them to progress through certain doors. So, um, which you'd think they'd both have the same equipment, but they don't. Um, So, Regina has a stun gun, which is not a stun gun. It's a stun baton. I don't know why they've called it a gun. um, That she can use to hit um, uh, electronic doors to short-circuit them so that she can open them. And... Mm -hmm. um, the guy, which I cannot remember the name of, I forgot him instantly. He's he's immediately forgettable, apart from the fact he's an angry meathead. Don't care about him. Um, his sub-weapon is a machete that he can use to get ivy off of doors, if they're covered with ivy. Um, 
that mechanic, the switching between them, you never know which one you're going to be playing as in each segment, which I found really interesting um, because uh, the meathead guy has a shotgun as his starting weapon, so he's actually significantly more able to deal with shit than Regina is, whereas Regina has a handgun as her starting weapon, so it takes her a lot more to deal with stuff. Um, but I found that quite fascinating. Um, the setting is actually quite cool. Um, essentially, the um, the same shithead scientists from the first one have been continuing to experiment with dinosaurs. Uh, they've created this essentially time modulation concept. So they've essentially transported their facility into a different time, which is quite cool. So to, to, to arrive there, you have to go through a kind of time gate to reach mm-hmm. the same time zone that the facility's in. Which is really cool. Right. That's a really, it's a really cool concept. Um, the controls I adapted to immediately. I'm a tank controls boy. I've played like I, I, I uh, kind of cut my teeth on the original Resident Evils. Tank controls, fine. I have no issue with them. Uh, the music is great. The visuals are very, very rough because obviously it's a PS1 game, um, and not only that, it's a mid. PS1 game. It's not even the latter ones where they'd start to kind of figure it out. Uh, it's quite rough, but it's still very visually distinct. You can still work yourself out and work out the enemies around you. There's a very great range of dinosaurs this time around. Uh, the first one was a quite. I, I think I I think it's fair to say quite low in terms of overall enemy types. Whereas this one, like a lot more variety. There's so much more variety of dinosaurs, and you deal with them in different ways. Um, the and the game itself is just genuinely enjoyable. Uh, as, as much as I, I'm not a big fan of the shift in focus of to, to the action, it is actually so much more convenient um, because you could just restock your weapon whenever you need to, restock your health whenever you need to. It's so much more convenient to do it that way. Uh, backtracking is back, whether you like it or not. Uh, I've never been too averse to it, but some people really have an issue with it. Um, mm-hmm. But like, there's considerable backtracking now because you have a boat at your disposal, or sh- like a, a small kind of military ship, so you can sail to different parts of the island. Um, so backtracking between different parts of the island, if you don't like backtracking, you're gonna fucking hate it. It's just it's there. You have to deal with it. One more issue I have with the game, and it's a segment that took me altogether too fucking long to do and mark will know the section that i mean you have a little dinosaur that steals your key card because your key card is shiny and you have to chase down that motherfucker through multiple rooms and holy shit if if the ai on that thing isn't all over the fucking place trying to corral that into the um little cage you have to do it doesn't follow any fucking laws of like if i'm standing like to the south of something and walk towards it i expect it to go north not go uh-huh. south which it fucking does <laughs> um it would you, you'd think something that was smaller and was trying to get away from you wouldn't run towards you as much as it does um I mean, you're giving way too much faith in my ability to remember a game that i played one weekend 20 years ago but <laughs> Well, I'd like to give you. I, I like to give some faith. Um, I mean, the I do the not specifically is, remember this, but um, I can well believe it. Uh, the other thing is because the action focus and because the infinitely spawning enemies in in areas, um, it does mean that 
a lot of the survival aspect is removed because you just know there's constantly going to be enemies. You don't, uh-huh. you don't have that, say like when you played Resident Evil Remake, Will, you don't have that thing where you yep. return to the mansion. Have I cleared this room? Have I not cleared this room? Yeah. This, is there going to be something new here? Yeah, like like when you return to the mansion after going to the guardhouse and a new type of enemy follows you in from the guardhouse. Um, so yep. all of a sudden, all of the rooms that you knew were clear, you don't know whether they're still clear. There's none of that ambiguity. If you move into a room that you know have enemies in it, the enemies are going to constantly respawn. Um, that does lead to the problem that occasionally they'll respawn off screen and therefore you don't know they're there until they're on top of you so there's a lot of cheap attacks but that is counterbalanced by the fact you can constantly buy health so mm-hmm. the game is like the game has a lot of shortcomings but it a lot of its shortcomings are counterbalanced um so it actually ends up being a really enjoyable i like honestly i i will I, I will commit to finishing that game because I'm really enjoying it so far. For all of its, for, for all of the problems with it, there's a there's a equal positive. So, yeah, it's a good game. Should should Capcom bring it back? Yeah, should we should have definitely. a Dino Crisis three? There already was a Dino Crisis three. Oh, um, they should uh, they should remaster. I think the first two. That'd be really cool. Like if they did it in the RE engine, like they've done with Resident Evil two and three. Mm-hmm. And it's ages since we've had a dinosaur shooter. People would love a dinosaur shooter, surely. I mean, just look at how, how like people fucking shit themselves when Super is, was it Super Rare Games? No, it was Limited Run Games released Turok again mm-hmm. um, as physical. People were just like fucking yes. Um, p- people want people want to shoot dinosaurs. What can I say? You heard it here first, folks. People want to shoot dinosaurs. <laughs> um, so that was uh, Ruben's thoughts on Dino Crisis Two. Um, now, Ruben, it's your turn to pick a game for me to play. Um, so I've already played Doom. As a reminder, uh, the rest of the games left on my list at the moment are Dark Souls, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, God of War, Fortnite, Red Dead Redemption Two, Hollow Knight, Fire Emblem Three Houses, and Metal Gear Solid Five. Over to you, Ruben. I await my fate. Slightly. Yeah, well, you go, 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 go. I really wanted to go with Dark Souls. Oh, wanted, wanted, interesting. Really wanted to go with Dark Souls, um, but I can save that torture of you for later. <laughs> what I what what I would like you to play for your backlog bingo is Fire Emblem uh-huh. Three Houses. Okay. Um. Because I have a very long and storied history with Fire Emblem. Obviously, mm-hmm. Shadow Dragon is is coming to Switch, and I would just like I would like to know what you, how you deal do with that, deal with that game. So Dark Souls cool. can come later. I get a reprieve from Dark Souls, um, which is genuinely what I thought would be my fate that I was awaiting. Um, and I get to go and have lovely Claude in my life. You do? Um, in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Claude and um, the other so, boys. So tune in um, to our episode six, um, when I will be sharing my thoughts on Fire Emblem Three Houses, um, and we'll be back around to Mark's turn to have a game picked. Already. This feels like it's Zoom. I know, it's, it's gone around so, so quickly. quickly. Um, um, yes, you will be picking... 
my game, I believe. I will be, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was today's Backlog Bingo. So um, the last thing that we have to discuss, kind of the biggest news, really, of the past couple of weeks, um, the Nintendo Direct Mini that came... Well, I was going to say came out of nowhere, but actually um, we had... I'd shared with the two of you, hadn't I, that someone had found um, that uh, Bravely Default 2 had been listed on the Discover page in the e-store, mm. e-store, e-shop. So I don't know why I called it e-store. It was there. definitely clear that something was coming. Yeah, and it'd been listed with a graphic. The graphic said pre-order now, and then you went through and there was no pre-order button. So suspicions were raised. Lo and behold, that same day, out comes um, a Nintendo Direct Mini. Um, and I guess probably the biggest news is, and in fact, we were discussing it last time, weren't we? Bravely Default 2 um, has finally been seen again. Can I can I point out one thing before we get into Bravely Default 2? Absolutely, go for it. For the last three episodes, we have said, on record, that we can't expect there to be a Nintendo Direct every two weeks. And every two weeks... <laughs> Without However, they have, they have explicitly said this is at least the last Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Edition for the year. But that doesn't mean that they won't do other things. That's just Partner. Um, yeah, they'll do something else, but the bastards. I just love the fact that every single time we've said we can't expect every two weeks for there to be a Nintendo Direct, and every two weeks without fail we have had a Direct. This is It's unbelievable, and I love it. Um, but yes, go on, Will. Bravely Default 2. Brave, yeah, Bravely Default 2. So... Um, we have finally seen Bravely Default 2 again. Uh, we have the unfortunate news, but not that surprising given that we are in we're at the end of October and we hadn't heard anything yet. Um, and it was supposedly a 2020 game. It has been delayed coming 26th of February 2021. Um, so not a sizable delay. Um, and it seems like they've done a lot of listening from the, the server they did after the demo. I mean, that's great. I mean, a lot of the things they've changed, sure. Like, the difficulty thing was definitely the biggest thing. Like, that demo was horrid to play in terms of its difficulty. Mm -hmm. The battles just lasted way too long. So uh, the fact they're making changes, great. The fact it's delayed till February, great. That means I've got time to get through Demon Souls and Miles Morales. Um, mm -hmm. And also, the, the, the what they showed of the new Asterisk users. The bard mm -hmm. with the stupid peacock feathers in his hat, love it. Who is called Orpheus as well. Because <laughs> I also feel like I mean February's just to me always feels like such a good time for a big meaty JRPG to launch because it's a time when the market tends to be quieter. There's not so many new games coming out. Um you have your time to just sink into that one big meaty game. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I just I one thing I would like is a bit more clarity on how this game fits into the rest of the series because mm -hmm. it's confusing enough that this is the third game in the series but it's called bravely two default two but also I, I, I assume the second game in the series was related to the first one was it and that this uh, one is more like a final fantasy 2 it's a separate world it's a separate set of characters it's a separate story it's completely disconnected I mean, it's a separate continent. That doesn't necessarily mean a separate world. I mean, look at Pokemon. Oh, I thought they. I thought they did specifically say it's a different world. I thought but they said maybe continent. They said continent. I'm pretty sure in the original release, original details, they said continent. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I am much less interested in this than either of you two. Um, 
I mean, <laughs> I mean another JRPG dealing with a warrior of light and crystals is not what we needed. <laughs> it was really nice to see some of that. Um, uh, whatever uh, H three D HD or whatever it's called, two D HD. Some of that um, that octopath overworld art style. Mm. Um, seeing that still there, it's just exciting because. Um, that Octopath was beautiful, and you know, obviously I know it's the same team, so it's really good to have to have some of those influences coming through and have them kept some of them. I wonder what happened to this um, Octopath? There was an Octopath sequel that was coming to mobile. I wonder what happened to that. I thought it is it not. I thought it is on mobile, isn't it? Is it just in Japan? It might be just in Japan. Yeah, maybe it's not been localized. Um, so that was that was probably one of the big pieces of news in the Nintendo Direct Mini. I think the other big piece of news is probably Hitman 3 and Control for the Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch. This is a bit more up my street. I, uh, as much as there has been controversy that we're not going to talk about with the Control and up the upgrades to, to <laughs> PS5, Control was probably my favourite game of last year. It was brilliant. Um, so to see it coming to Switch is great. Uh, how well it works as a as a cloud streaming game to the switch i don't know i've not tried it um but uh i think more people should play this game i think it's it is a great game i loved it i mean certainly the impressions i've seen so far of the streaming seem fairly positive um but i also know i did i did see you pointing out mark that some of what we were watching was was early stuff with not someone fighting lots of enemies so it'd be interesting to see how it's going to hold up under, yeah, because, yeah, you know, it, 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 in theory, streaming the video element of it shouldn't be any different than, 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 you know, streaming Netflix or whatever. But I think, you know, the way compression works, you know, the more you've got moving on the screen at once, the, the less it, yeah. it can compress it. So the more bandwidth it needs, you know, if a lot of the screen yeah. is static and you've just got a character talking, there's a, there's a lot less data being streamed. Um, so... It'll be interesting, yeah. And and there are definitely bits in that game later on where you've got, you know, five, ten enemies and a lot of objects flying around all over the screen. There's a lot of physics going on. There's a lot of particle effects going on. So mm-hmm. uh, who knows how well it will hold up further on in the game. But it is... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It's a lot of fun, but I think if you want to play it, it and you've got access to either a PlayStation or, or an Xbox, it's probably definitely better played on one of those consoles. I mean, yeah, and that's the issue. I mean, that's the issue I, t- I I'm, I'm, t- the issue I take with um, Control and um, Hitman Three. Um, the Switch isn't really suited to this, to mm-hmm. cloud based. I mean, there's not a readily or easily, um, a, like easily or readily available way of plugging it into an Ethernet. Um, so it's it it just seems a little bit odd because it's reliant so much on your connection. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this isn't even including arguments you could make for uh, game preservation. Like there's, there's yeah. There's uh, the other issue I think I have it is, is this is this is hosted on a cloud server by a third party that's neither the developer, the publisher, nor Nintendo. So if you invest in this game and that that third party cloud server company goes under. Where's your, where's your access to your game gone? Mm. And that's a concern in itself as well. Um, also, I'm just not sure how much I would in. 
I think like exactly like Mark said, I would probably rather play it on a designated mm-hmm. console than stream it to a Switch. Sure, sure. Um, I and mean, it feels to me like like Nintendo have looked at stuff like um, XCloud, and they're looking at things like Google Stadia. You know, Google Stadia itself maybe not a success, but they're looking that lots of people are trying out these concepts and they don't want to be left behind. Well, it's not the first. Uh, thing but I don't know how much Nintendo actually has involved in this. I mean, obviously they've okayed it. They've they, they've said, yeah, you can release this on the store, but True. they probably don't have any actual direct involvement. In, in, in the cloud element of it themselves. That's fair enough. I mean, the thing is, it must have been relatively successful because this isn't the first time... Because Resident Evil 7 was... Uh, you could play that and through the Assassin's cloud. Creed Odyssey. Yeah, you could play those yeah. both through the cloud in Japan, I think it was only. I don't think it was West. Uh, yeah. um, so I wonder if they'll bring those uh, West now at some point. Well, certainly the other one that I've, I've already seen talk of today is there appears to be talk of whether of Capcom bringing Resident Evil 3. But why 3 and not 2? Um, That's the first streaming. thing I thought when I when I saw it. I was just like, why 3? Um, what are you going to do? But like, yeah, I'm not... Mm, I'm sceptical. I guess the only, other, the only other thought I had is if, if something like this proves to be popular, whether or not Nintendo are involved in it, is whether um, what it would mean for a, a Switch Pro, a Switch 2, you know, is someone going to try and... I guess also thinking about the fact that Nintendo want it to be something you can take everywhere. Um, do we think we might see a Switch with a data connection at some point? Possibility. I mean, it, it, it's not the first time they've done that, is it? Yeah, but it, it, would, makes, well, it would make a lot of games yeah. that they're getting onto that console so much easier. So, like, ev- yeah. eventually, like, Gen- they want to put Genshin Impact on Switch. The developers of that want yeah. to put it on. And... With the connection on the Switch at the moment, I don't think Engine Impact's really going to uh, flourish very well on that console. Yep. Um, and, like, obviously, they want to bring Fall Guys and they want to bring, like, all of these games that uh, a poor internet connection will result in a lag that just won't make the game very enjoyable to play. I mean, I've played Fall Guys also, on a low... And also games that, games that break the philosophy of the Switch, which is you can take it anywhere... You know, yeah. actually, if you could take it anywhere and you could play your, you pull your four guys out in the middle of a park. I mean, that play be, on your five G connection. That would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. Maybe we'll see. We'll see if they try and if they follow the route of the Vita, um, we shall see where we end up. Um, I mean, I really, I think those are probably the two big interesting bits. Was there anything else, either of you, want to think about from the rest of the Nintendo Direct? Menu? I, well, lots of smaller around. Yeah, I think I think the uh, the surprise drop of the uh, first two No More Heroes games is is, is interesting. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, I I've not played them actually. Um, I'm I'm certainly intrigued, um, and at some point I might look at look at getting those first two games before the third one comes out. I would really uh, recommend I, them. I have a bit too much on my plate at the moment. <laughs> That's fair. What we're dragging uh, yeah, my ass is that ever stop us buying games? Because you got you got me you got dragging my ass through Diablo as as one uh-huh. one one severe drain on your time. Um, <laughs> I would, an enjoyable I, drain though, an enjoyable drain. I would really <laughs> recommend No More Heroes one and two, by the way. Um, and the fact the third one now has a very rough, isn't it? Like Q one, it's been. Yeah, it's one of those quarter type release dates. Um, yeah. It's a, a release window, shall we call it? window, yes. Yeah, because that's like three months. That's quite a 
sizable amount of time. But like now that we have, because we, we've now started to see gameplay, and the fact is, like, the, st- the step up in spectacle is quite incredible. Because obviously you had, uh, well, the first game was you against, like, local assassins. Then the mm-hmm. second one was you against a far, far further reaching group of assassins. And now the third one, you're against fucking space people. Like, <laughs> it's a little. It reminds me of a little bit of the escalation in the um, Saints Row games. Oh, oh my god, Saints Row! Saints Row Four is a delight. Because um, just a bonkers escalation in those games, and it, it sounds like it's on a very similar trajectory. Um, but yeah, I would I, I would honestly really recommend No More Heroes um, to anyone, basically. Um, and I'm very, very excited for the third one. Very excited. Uh, I'm not gonna. Excited. I'm not gonna buy No More Heroes one and two yet, though, because if they do a physical, I want that as a pack. So, I, so I'm holding off yeah. for a bit. Um, and I've already played them, so I don't need to. I don't. I, I. I don't have any express need to play them yet. But if mm. they release a physical edition, it's mine. Snap that up. Um, um, so then. I guess just to wrap up the Nintendo Direct Mini, the other games we did have were um, Story of Cena's Blair. I can't speak today. Tor- Story of Seasons Pioneers of Olive Town. And um, uh, I, I like that that was partnered with uh, with with the uh, Surviving the Aftermath game because I, I, I watched that section as a sort yeah. of there's like cutesy farming sim and then post apocalyptic farming sim. It was it was an interesting <laughs> juxtaposition. Um, Immortals: Phoenix Rising was in there again, so they're obviously just ramping up. The, I'm so uh, not bothered by the PR. Game. Um, part-time UFO, which I thought looked really cute. It looks <laughs> really it cute. cute. It, surpri- it surprised me a bit that at the end they were like, "But we have two more exciting announcements," and then they went into part-time UFO, and I was sat there a bit being like, Ugh. "But it, it, you know, it's from how it's from how laboratory. You know, they've they've got they've yeah, got form. yeah, they've got pedigree." Um, um, speaking of of slightly overhyped games as well, um, it was very noticeable that uh, Bakugan. Got much less, got much less attention than it's been given previously. <laughs> With its dedicated direct section from a, a couple of months ago, where everyone went, "What the fuck, Nintendo?" Yeah, but we will be announcing a new game, and it was back again. Um, so we had that. Hyrule Warriors uh, has had a demo drop yesterday. Um, Downloaded. I've yet to play, but that that might be on the something for this weekend. I think. Yeah, I'm yet to play. Amazing. As well. um, see, one thing actually, I want to point out with that trailer. Um, it would appear, if I'm not mistaken, that Age of Calamity has given me everything I wanted from Breath of the Wild, but Breath of the Wild didn't give me. So, like, not only are we fighting through the the war that occurred a hundred years ago, which is a thing that mm-hmm. I really wanted to be more explicitly fucking done in Breath of the Wild, um, but also you get to control the divine beasts. Actually, yeah, fucking control. Exciting. That Divine looks so cool. Um, like just blasting shit up. Like that. The <laughs> moment I saw that, I was like, okay. Like you had. It's it, it's literally the um, Leonardo controlling divine beasts. <laughs> it, it was the it was the Leonardo DiCaprio thing. You have my curiosity. Uh, you have my attention, and uh, no, the other way around. You have my curiosity, and now you have my attention. That thing. The moment I saw that you could control the divine beasts, I was like. Okay, this is yes, one from a game I'm, that I was I'm interested 100% in. I'm one hundred percent in this. Yeah, I'm. I'm so for it. Um, and also, King, King Hyrule. 
King's Elder Daddy. Yeah, King's Elder <clears throat> Daddy is definitely playable. Now, we've seen his key art and his massive sword. I knew that would massive you. sword. Um, Daddy's uh, massive sword. Daddy's massive sword. <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to pre-order this because I, I want I wanted it physical, but I don't know where I'm going to be living when it comes out. <laughs> um, and Mark and I were discussing actually before we started recording. I am I'm possibly not going to pre-order it. Um, I am going to I think because I want to do a a lengthy stream of it on the day that it releases. Um, and assuming that I will still be able to go to game at said time, and that won't have been banned, um, I think I'll just go and get it from game, because that's like the least stressful way for me to make sure that I have a copy in time for my stream, is just to go get it on the morning. That makes sense. I'm, I mean, I'm not picking it up on release, because it's coming only a week before the PS5. <laughs> so I am going to give... Uh, I'm going to just concentrate on playing a few other games before the PS5 launches the next week. Doesn't um, it come the day after the PS5? I was going to say it comes the day after the PS5. Oh, it's the 20th. Yeah, sorry, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It's the 20th. It releases. But either way, it's very, very close to the release yeah, of the PS5. Either way. Either way I in fact, it coming a day it. after is worse in many ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah because it's not going to get a look in because I'll be playing Demon Cells. Um, well, in fact, with both, with both new consoles, we have um, four Europeans. Um, we've got the Xbox being followed immediately by... A day later by Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memories, and then we've got the PS5 being followed immediately a day later by Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. God. These people and their release dates, they need to spread things out more. Um, one more game I want to just point out from the Direct, because it would have appealed to me, but it wouldn't have appealed to either of you, was Grifflands. Mm-hmm. The moment they said roguelite, I was like, okay, tell me more. <laughs> I'm um, interested. I'm listening. A card-based roguelite. Yeah, I mean, it looked interesting. It, it based mm. on conversations, was it as well? Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Is it is it like roguelite meets meets? Um, why is my um, brain gone really dead? Uh, roguelite meets Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. It almost sounded like there was some kind of it, like investigatory yeah. relationship building thing going on. I mean, that and the fact it's noir as well. I'm like, this is ticking so many boxes for me. Um, so I've definitely, uh, I'm definitely down for that. And I love the fact that none of us mentioned Tropico 6 because none of us care. Well, I was about to say, it's a series that's been going for six, six, uh, six installments. So. It's it's obviously doing something right, but it it's, it it doesn't appeal to me particularly. No, I couldn't ditto. care less. Could not care less. Yeah, ditto. Um, so I think that is about all we've got time of for this episode, episode five of Quiz at Play. Um, just before we formally wrap up, we do have an exciting announcement um, that there'll be an extra dose of Quiz at Play coming your way very very soon indeed. Um, we will be recording a Games of the Generation episode to, to mark the passing of one generation um, and the arrival of another. Expect shitty opinions there too. Mm-hmm. We ain't going to stop just because it's a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> so do keep your eyes peeled. Um, we're expecting that's going to come out a week after this episode um, or thereabouts. So um, 
there will be a bonus episode coming out um, around the launch of the Xbox. Um, that has been it, though, for episode five. Um, if you want to catch us, uh, you can catch us on Twitter at Queers at Play. Um, and as ever, you are very welcome to come and join our Discord server as well, um, which you can find at discord.queersatplay.com. Um, until then, I think it's goodbye from all of us. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.